Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. The Bible tells us without faith, it is impossible to please God. The Bible also tells us that the just shall live by faith. I want you to join us as we share messages on faith, how faith should be employed in the life of the believer. If you can, grab a hold to your Bible, get into the Word of God with us, and listen to these messages as we strengthen our faith. To many of us, faith may be a mystery. We think it's something we have to continue to beg God for or something we have to seek after. I'm going to share with you that you already have enough faith to get things done. You just need to exercise it. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Everybody say they're Christian. After they get through cussing on TV and doing all that stuff and, and twerking, <laughs> then they say they're Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I want to give thanks to the Lord of my life. I'm like, no. So I'm not going to say Christian. I'm going to say one who's been bought by the blood. One who's been redeemed. One who is saved. One who has the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. You can fool everybody else. One you cannot fool when you go to talk to, and that's God. God says, uh, I'm talking about those who are called by my name. That's what I'm talking about. You don't have the access. You don't have the privilege of coming up and asking for whatever you want. You don't belong to me. Jesus said, why call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I say? I want to give you quickly some things that you need to know about God, the God who you want to say, this is who I'm going to to ask for what I need. This is who I'm going to for my problem. Number one, you want to know that God is omnipresent. Omnipresent means he's everywhere, all at the same time. He is wherever you are, no matter what the circumstances you find yourself in, God is there. You don't have to go looking for him. He's been looking for you. God is omniscient. That means he knows everything. Anything that has been, anything that is, anything that ever will be, God knows. He knows what's in your heart when you come to him. He knows what's in your mind. He knows what you need. He knows what you're going through. God never has to learn or to find out anything. He knew what you were going to experience before the experience began. You don't have to go out and lay out everything you're going through. God, I just want to tell you, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. God said, I already know what you're going through. I know how you got in it and I know how to get you out of it. He knows the depth of your hurt. He knows your fears. He knows your problems. He knows your secrets. And he knows how to rescue you in whatever situation you find yourself in. Come on, say God knows. God knows. He already knows. That's who you're going to. You should know also that God is omnipotent or omnipotent, if you want to put it that way, which means that he is all-powerful. You can come to me and tell me all of your problems and I'll know, but I can't fix it. You're going to God who is omnipotent, which means that God is able. Say, he's able. That means that he has the power to do the impossible. He has the power to do the impossible. It also means that there is nothing too hard 
for God. So it's no matter what kind of situation you find yourself in, no, it doesn't matter what the doctor says about your condition, no matter what you've suffered in the past, no matter what other people said about you, no matter how bad things are, how low you've gone, God is able. And you need to know that when you go talk to him. When you know he's able, then you can put your faith in him for his working on your behalf. You also want to know that God is the same yesterday and the same today, and he'll be the same tomorrow. What he's done in the past, he can do today. So one of the things that when I'm reading the scriptures, I'm reading the Old Testament, I'm reading the New Testament, and I see how God moved and how God worked and how he opened doors, and I see the Israelite crossing the Red Sea. I see manna in the wilderness. I see God rescuing the Hebrew boys out of the fire. I'm saying God is able. He's still able to do that. If he did it for them, he can do it for me. Jesus laid hand on the sick and the sick got recovered and, and the apostles laid hands on the sick. He was a miracle worker. See, he, he wasn't a miracle worker. He is a miracle worker. He didn't stop working miracles when the Bible was finished. He's still writing the book of Acts. When Moses was out in the desert, he found out who God was when he had his burning bush experience. He knew about God, but he hadn't met him personally. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 9, And now the cries of the Israelites has reached me, God says, and I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, he's telling Moses, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? In other words, I'm not up to that monumental assignment. And then God said, I will be with you. God said, I'll be with you. Moses said, well, who are you? God said, I am who I am. See, it was hard for God to just give him a document on who he was because it would go too long. If I had to try to explain to you all of who I am, we never would get through this conversation. So I'm just going to tell I am who I am. And Moses said, what do you mean? He said, whatever you need, I am that. And whenever you need it, I'm that. I am who I am. And he just said, I am. I'm I'm a very present help in a time of need. I'm the God of the universe. I am the beginning. I'm the end. Everything in between. I am. So just tell him I am sent you. He'll figure it out. Moses is getting to know God. God got his attention with the burning bush. And God has gotten our attention with our own burning bush experience. How many of you now have an experience with God. See, he'll get your attention. Moses was, was doing pretty good. He was out there in the wilderness. He thought his life was on a downslide because he was about 80 years old. And uh, he'd been out there for 40 years, got married, he got rearranged, and uh, was just taking care of the sheep out there. And God says, okay, Moses, it's time for you to fulfill the purpose and the vision I had for you. But Moses wasn't hearing it. He knew that Moses needed to be attracted. Moses needed to be interrupted. Moses needed to be a challenged and he put that burning bush there and God will do the same thing in your life. God says I want to use you. Now you've been saved for a long time. You haven't done anything. You've just been cruising. Now it's time to get off of that cruise and let's get on to my business. And you're wondering, Lord, why am I going through this? Why am I not happy? Why, why I just, I just seem like life is so much a, of a challenge to me? That might be your burning bush. 
After the initial encounter, God spent the chapter 4 of this passage in discussion and, and demonstration of his power to further acquaint Moses with himself. God said, let me show you who I am. Throw your rod on the ground. It turned to a snake. And God showed him a few things. This is who I am. I'm able to do it. Just go talk to Pharaoh. Tell him to let my people go. At their first encounter, Moses was getting to know God. And as he walked with God, his knowledge of God increased. When you walk with God, your knowledge of God increased. Now, some of you already have seen God move in your life. If you're saved, that's the first thing you saw God do. You saw him save you. You know what you were before you got saved. You know what kind of person you were before you got saved. You know what kind of attitude you had before you got saved. We wouldn't find you in church on Sunday morning before you were saved. We wouldn't find you reading your Bible. We wouldn't find you at a prayer meeting. He's already done some things. But some of you seen God move and heal you when you were sick. Some of you seen God open a door for you for provisions. That job you were praying for, you saw God move for you. As we walk with God, our faith will increase. We see God. I'm just thankful to God that I grew up in a home with parents that believed God. And so as a small child, we saw God move. You got to see God move when you got eight children with no, with no health insurance. Some of your grandparents and mothers and fathers, they didn't have health insurance. When I went to school and, and they used to ask you on your form when I was in elementary school, well, put your family doctor down on your form. And I would go home and say, Mama, they want to know who the doctor is. She said, tell them it's Dr. Jesus. Because <laughs> that's who he was. She said, he's a healer. That's who we depend on in this house, Dr. Jesus. He was a real Dr. J. <laughs> By the time Moses got to the Red Sea, his faith level was to the point that he could just stretch forth his hand and the water would roll up on both sides and God's people will pass through. Where's your faith level? To the point where you have uh, begun to grow. And as you begin to grow, your faith will increase because you will learn how to depend on God. In fact, when Moses was at the Red Sea, he began to cry out to the Lord. And the Lord asked, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand. I've given you an assignment. You should know me by now. You've seen the 10 miracles in Egypt. So stretch forth your hands. I know the Red Sea was there before you even got there. I know you're going to be boxed in. I know you're going to be hemmed in. I know Pharaoh was coming up behind you and you didn't have a way out. I know that. God knows the situation you're in, and you may say, I can't get out of this situation. God says, hey, listen, stretch forth your hand. Moses didn't stretch forth his hands until he heard God say it. He came to the Lord. What are we going to do? He says, why are you coming to me, Moses? Stretch forth your hand. Moses says, okay. Open up, Red Sea. He was probably as surprised as anybody. <laughs> now, notice that Moses didn't go around to every time they got to a river. He said, y'all get back. I got this. Okay, river. Open up. No, he didn't do that. You know why? Because God didn't say it. God didn't tell him again. So sometimes when God tells you something and he works for you, you just got to go on to the next thing and not try to recreate the same thing. You got to talk to God all the time on every situation that you're confronting. Now, God, what do you want, to do? What do you want me to do with this one? How do I approach this situation? That's the reason Jesus tells us first to have faith in God. Faith in God begins with a good and a right understanding of who he is. I need to know who you are and I have a relationship with you and I can have this faith. Place my trust in you. You're the living God, the mighty God, the omnipotent God. 
the all-knowing God, the God of impossible circumstances. And so when you come before the throne of God, you know who you're talking to already. God, you're able to do what I'm asking, what, what I need. I know you're able. I have faith in you, and I want to hear what you have to say about what I'm dealing with. Ask him what he has to say about what you're dealing with. We want him to take us out of the fire sometimes when he wants to bless us in the fire. Lord, I don't want to be in the fire. God said, I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to do something now. Ask the Hebrew boys. They said it this way. The God we serve is able to deliver us. But even if he don't, we know he's able. Come on, say he's able. If he doesn't deliver us out of this fiery furnace, we know he is able to do so. And they were thrown in the furnace. And the Bible said they rejoiced in the furnace. They got out of that furnace alive and their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. Now who's going to get the glory for that? If God had delivered them and they didn't have to get in there, somebody's going to walk up to them. The guard's going to walk up to them and say, y'all lucky. We was getting ready to throw y'all in the fire. Y'all lucky. No, he said, we ain't lucky. We blessed. They can't say they lucky by, not, by when they was in that fire. They said, the king said, I think we throw three in there, but I see four. There's somebody in there with them. God know how to get in the fire with you. Because he's everywhere all at the same time. Doesn't matter what you're dealing with. This moment of fasting and prayer is a good time to say, God, I want to know you better. God, I want to hear from you. I got this situation. I got this thing that's going on right now. I need to hear what you're going to do. I need you to move for me. Jesus said we ought to be like the woman who went to the unjust judge. Keep knocking, keep knocking till you can hear from God about what your situation is. God has a lot of ways to work it out for us. And sometimes he'll just tell you, I know where you are, but I'm going to give you some peace that you can walk through the storm. This is a storm. It's not going to last always. I'm going to give you peace. Just keep walking. I got you. Sometimes God will tell you to begin to speak to the storm. And sometimes God will tell you to avoid the storm. We don't know, but he got a plan. And we need to know him. That's why Jesus said, if you know God and God tell you to speak to that mountain, speak to that mountain and don't doubt it. And that mountain's going to move because God has already spoken. Here's the thing. When God has spoken it, it's already done. All you got to do is release it. But you got to know God has spoken it. That's when I have faith in God. I can stand, uh, someone said, I can stand anywhere as long as I know God told me to stand there. And when you can hear from God about your condition, your situation, or whatever you are, then you can stand in faith believing that God is going to move for you. So when you pray, the product of your reception of what you believe will depend entirely on your spiritual perception. I know God. I know I know him. I know I heard him. And if you can't hear him, stay till you hear him. Say, Lord, I'm not leaving till I can hear from you. I need to hear from you about this condition. I need to hear from you about this situation. I need to hear from you about this circumstances. You said I can acknowledge you in all of my ways. You will direct my path. Sometimes you're going to have to stay there until you can hear from him. That's what prayer is. I'm staying and I'm praying and I'm listening and I'm staying and I'm praying and I'm listening. I ain't moving, God, till you help me. I, know I need your help. Listen, you got to get out of this microwave drive-through attitude with God. I want to drive through God and just tell you what I want and go pick it up on the other side of the building. Sometimes the things you want are so detrimental to you, God don't want you to have them. You be praying for that mate all you want to. God say, you don't want that mate. Oh, God, but he cute. God say, cute don't last always. He ain't going to be cute after he go upside your head. 
But you don't know that. God knows. So you say, Lord, let your will be done. And then you might have to wave goodbye. It might be tears in your eyes, but you're going to say, Lord, goodbye. In Hebrews tell us that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Let's I close with this. Hebrews 11 says faith is the substance of things hoped for. That word substance has the idea of a title deed. It is the deed to what you're hoping for. How many of you bought a house? Now you say, that's my house. You don't have the title in your hand, but your faith said, this is my house. You invite people, come by my house. You're calling it yours. You're paying on it. But if you stop paying, it's going to belong to somebody else, isn't it? But you're saying, I possess this house. This is my house. I have the title to it because I have signed the agreement and I'm making the payments on it. So when you begin to believe God and you stretch your faith and God speak to you, you own that. You can't tell me that. This is ours. When we bought this property and we began to pray for it and God spoke to us and said, that's your place. Well, we didn't get it the next month. It was three years of praying and believing and going through the changing of hands of ownership and all kind of things that would discourage us. But we kept saying, no, that's ours. God brought that right back to us and gave it to us. We had to stand in faith believing. And when you have to go through something over a period of time, that builds your faith. That builds your faith. And you have that as a faith testimony. You have that as a stone of remembrance. You can put down when you get to your next issue. You can say, no, God did this for me over here. He can do it again. And we use faith all the time. We just don't use it for our spiritual things. And the people of the world use faith all the time. I passed by a a vacant lot last week and I saw a sign that says, new office building coming, leasing now. Now, they are selling uh, leasing space in a building that's not even built. That's faith. The sign is up. Somebody's going to put money down on something that doesn't even exist. That's faith. When you go to a job interview and they give you a letter and say, we're going to hire you. You have to come to work in three weeks. That's when you're going to start. Guess what you do when you go back? You tell people, I, I'm, I got that job. I work at that place now. You start talking about it. You hadn't got a paycheck. You hadn't got no benefits. You hadn't been there yet. But you start telling people that you have a job and that's where you work. You already start going out buying stuff. (laughs) You are exercising your faith in what somebody told you. All we need is a word from God about what we're going through. And then we begin to grab a hold of that word from God and we begin to practice that with faith believing. And the enemy of our faith is doubt. Doubt simply means I'm judging between the two. In effect, it's a divided judgment. And listen, that's why you want to be sure you heard from God. When you hear from God, he's going to keep you on track if your heart's right with him. I got so weary of praying for this property for three years, and I want us to have some place to build our church. And I saw another piece of property, and I, I had a cell phone back then. I started calling the number on the sign, and before the phone rang, I heard this voice in me says, do you believe I'm giving you that other property? And I said, yes, Lord. He said, well, why are you calling somebody else? So the Lord will keep you on track with what he has told you. And I just hung the phone up. Well, thank you, Lord. Let me just sit myself back down and wait. Waiting is hard. Patience is hard. But God is faithful. If you want to receive what you pray for, have faith in God. Your faith should not look to God for the things more than you are for him. Lord, I just want this. No, you want God. Learn to believe God and take hold of God. If you know and trust God, you'll find it easy to trust his promise.
read Hebrews chapter 11 sometimes. We call it the hall of faith, not the hall of fame. It's full of men and women who knew God well enough to trust him and for the miracles that they received. And they received miracles from God. Some of you in a place where you need a miracle. Some of you in a place where you need God to move. Sometimes you just might need the wisdom from God about what to do about where you are. You might need God to just move in your life, in your attitude, in your health, in your finances, in your job, or whatever it is. God is able. Have faith in God. Would you bow your head? Father, we just thank you this morning. and We know who you are. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're the God of everything. You're the Lord of all, the God of all. You're able. You have all the resources. Everything belongs to you. You're the healer. You're the deliverer. You're the provider. You're the miracle worker. We thank you, almighty God, that you are our God. You're our Savior. You're our Redeemer. We know who you are. Father, and we begin to exercise our faith in our time of prayer and fasting. We exercise our faith for you to provide all that we need. There's somebody in here right now, Father, they need you in a significant way today. And God, as they turn their hearts toward you and seek you and trust you, we ask you to move on their behalf. There's somebody listening to me right now saying, Pastor, you don't know how things are in my life. I'm in a desperate situation. If you're in a desperate situation right where you are, I'm asking you to call on the Lord. I'm asking you to trust God. He's able. Some of you are about to give up, frustrated or weary. Trust God. Go to God wherever you are. You may have a sickness in your body that you've just been dealing with and don't know what to do. Take it to the Lord. Say, Lord, I belong to you. This body is yours. I need you to move for me. God is able. Trust God. Somebody needs wisdom for a decision that needs to be made. Here's your opportunity to meet God like never before. He's here now, ready to accept you if you would accept him as your Lord and Savior. You never made a decision for Jesus Christ. Today is your day. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to lift your hand and say, Pastor, I need to know this Lord that you're talking about. I need change in my life and I'm ready to do that. We want to pray for you today. You may be here today and you say, Pastor, I, I know the Lord, but I ain't been walking with the Lord like I should. I've been drifting. And I want this year to be my best year where I get reconnected to God again. I'm ready to go forward. I want to get reconnected. I want God to use my life like never before. If that's you and you say, Pastor, I want to be reconnected. I want to pray with you this morning. Just lift your hand right wherever you are. Say, Pastor, I want to be reconnected. If you're here today and you don't have a church home or a church family where you worship, where you are connected to, you need to be connected in a church family, in a church home. I want to give you an opportunity to find out more about the Light of the World Christian Fellowship. If that's you and say, Pastor, I need to be connected. I've been praying and I've been believing and I've been thanking God. Say, I want to get connected this morning. If that's you. Jesus often challenged his disciples by saying, O ye of little faith, when God tells you something, you can be sure that God will do everything he said he would do. Thank you once again for joining us on the Light of the World broadcast. This is Jerry G. Martin. If you enjoyed today's broadcast and you would like to hear it again, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message or any previous messages that you've heard on this station.
You may be going through some tremendous difficulties right now. God is able to move on your behalf. I encourage you to contact us if you would like someone to join you. Perhaps you're going through something. You need someone to pray with you and for you. Call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. You can also contact us through our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. Then join us. We're meeting in person on Sundays at the Light of the World right here in Humble, Texas at 16161 Old Humble Road, 10 o'clock each Sunday morning. We still have our safety and health protocols in place. Come and join us for a tremendous time of worship and the Word of God. For those of you who are looking for a Bible bookstore in our community, come to the Beacon. It's right here on our campus at the Light of the World. Call us for books, Bibles, church supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you need. The Beacon, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.